Hello there, everyone. Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're here in beautiful Taco, Costa Rica, which is a, a famous uh, beach resort area. Uh, we've been traveling around uh, Costa Rica for a couple uh, weeks and around Central America for the last three months, and of course, South America as well. So as we uh, attempt to be the first family to visit every single country in the world. We're currently in 80 countries on six continents, so uh, we're documenting it all on photos, videos, blog posts, social media, and of course, a podcast as well. And as we're travel, travel bloggers, uh, fellow digital nomads, and uh, we have one on the show today. Our guest is Cora. And Cora uh, is actually uh, the founder of You Could Travel, and uh, just like her... Uh, Website says you can and could travel as well. So Cora shows you how you could travel. Uh, she has amazing travel blog uh, full of destination guides, travel guides, even a travel shop. And uh, she works and uh, travel companies as well. So we're going to find out all about uh, Cora's insights into travel blogging and also about a series about uh, travel guides. Uh, so super excited to uh, get Cora on the show here today. Uh, Cora, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Costa Rica, right? <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yes. Costa Rica. It's because uh, the Wi-Fi here at a hostel isn't perfect, so I'm going to probably have a bit of lag or a little bit of Wi-Fi hiccups. Uh, but life is never going to have perfect Wi-Fi, so tell you about the Wi-Fi issues in advance. So why don't we know you, Cora? Why didn't you do an introduction more about yourself? Um, okay, cool. Um, so, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Coralia. Everyone calls me Cora or Cori. Um, I am 28. I am Romanian-born, so I'm originally from Bucharest, Romania, but um, I moved to England when I was 18. So, um, and I basically, I've been traveling since I turned 21. Um, I started traveling seriously pretty much full-time, turning digital nomad four years ago. And two years ago, I came up with, you know, with the idea of you could travel, um, coming back from a trip from Japan, which happens to be my favorite country in the world. And um, yeah, we've been kind of digital nomading around the world ever since. And it's been pretty great. <laughs> Amazing. So firstly, let's get into your travels. Uh, where all have you traveled to? I know you're currently joining us from Europe. Uh, yep. But tell us and then we'll cover your business and your blog and your books. Um, so I think we've mainly been focusing on Japan. Um, so if you are to ask us where we've been traveling to the most, it's definitely Japan. Um, recently, we are exploring, we started exploring Europe. Um, we've lived a little bit in Spain, a little bit in Portugal. We're now currently in Budapest, actually. And um, along our travels, we also tried New Zealand for some peace, quiet and nature, which was fantastic. Um, and we have some plans for Southeast Asia for this month, as well, for this year as well. Um, we're thinking about a couple of months in Southeast Asia. So yeah, pretty much uh, full time traveling, but we do stop in places. So we don't just hop on, hop off. We, we do like to create a base, explore a place, basically connect. <laughs> Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, let's share a little bit more about the origin story of your travel blog. When did you start up in history? 
Um, okay, so we started in April 2016. Um, we came back from a trip to Japan, um, which uh, happened for about a month and a half. It was for my birthday. And we found more information about Japan at the time. We thought it was really, really interesting and really cool. And we really wanted to relate to other travelers, sort of give um, our expertise. And um, we decided to start by having a blog. Uh, we didn't know much about blogging at the time. And we just started talking about our experience, what happens, manners, etiquette, so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, this is how Yuko Travel started. It basically started with Japan as a niche and it grew from there. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, so on your blog, uh, what are the major themes and topics you guys are writing about, uh, Cora? Okay, so we are basically soft adventure travel couple. Um, we really like to combine a bit of culture with um, culinary experiences, and we're really nature focused. We really enjoy soft adventure, uh, long walks, uh, trekkings, hiking. Um, but when we're in a city, which inevitably we will be, um, sometimes we really like to focus on the cultural sort of off the beaten path. We don't tend to make itinerary before going to a place. Um, we just kind of like to explore with the camera in our hand. It's We found the best way to sort of um, immerse ourselves in a new place. Um, I think this is what differentiates us from the others. It's the element of surprise. <laughs> you had a, a common love for uh, Japan, just like me. I actually spent a year in Japan uh, teaching English there in Konova, then Berlitz. I lived in Tokyo, then Osaka, cool. and I actually traveled to about 40 prefectures. I oh, think it was okay. uh, 41 out of the 47 prefectures. So almost all the prefectures. <laughs> A big uh, lover, and uh, it's amazing you've created all these different resources about Japan. Uh, tell us about them. Uh, so maybe uh, why did you fall in love with Japan? What was this? How did you first get into uh, Japan travel? And tell us about uh, the falling in love story. Okay, it's it's actually really strange. We didn't really know what to expect from Japan, like many other people, I'm sure. Uh, the moment we arrived at the airport, um, everything changed. Japan was incredibly organized, was clean. People were very mindful, um, and everything was incredibly robotic. Everything fell into place. So walking um, just out of the train station was this amazing experience. There were like um, this major skyscrapers and it was night and everything was silence like you know usually in a city especially in a capital city not to mention the biggest metropolis on the planet you kind of expect some sort of agitation you expect something to just be crazy around you but it was just incredibly silent and that enabled us to just take a moment look around and that was the time when we thought oh my god this is going to be an amazing experience um and then there was food obviously japan is all about the food um the food was outstanding customer service the best in the world it was um it's a safe country um everyone was really intrigued by us we were intrigued by them it was just an amazing cultural, emotional experience. Japan was just simply the best place we've ever visited so far, and it remains our favorite country. <laughs> sounds great, sounds great. Uh, so you've gone from Japan to actually writing about it and public travel guides, and really immobilizing people to travel there as well. Uh, so let's hear about your travel guides. Um, what are the different topics and titles? 
Um, we range from anything from small itineraries, like how to spend 24 hours in Tokyo, it is possible, you can do it, um, to how to take the Shinkansen, how to travel to off the beaten path places, the, the type of restaurants you should try, um, the culture about Japan, such as kawaii, what does it represent? Um, then we started moving forward to etiquette and manners in Japan. We noticed that not a lot of foreigners are aware of those. Given the recent events as well, we thought that's very important to educate um, tourists and travelers going to Japan to understand how they should behave in the country. Ultimately, we need to adhere to our host country's culture, of course. Um, then we have uh, very extensive itineraries for seven days, two weeks in Japan, um, including places to stay, um, what to eat, how to enjoy, and of course, where to see Tokyo from above is one of my favorite places as well. Um, and just in general, we also want to extend. We are currently creating a very cool surprise guide um, coming the Olympics. We really want to launch that. So stay tuned. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that considering the Olympics are coming to Tokyo in 2020, so you're going to get a lot of traffic coming to your site and a lot of people. So uh, tell us uh, some advice. Obviously, been in Japan and lived there, but uh, a lot of viewers and listeners might have never, ever, ever visited Japan. So, what tips do you give to someone who's visiting Japan for the very first time? Okay, uh, go to Japan on an empty stomach. You are going to love the food. <laughs> That's number one. Um, on a serious note, um, just be mindful of others around you. I think the most important thing in Japan is to not stand out, but to actually blend in. Um, in, in all pretty much all Western societies, we learn that um, we should be individuals, but in Japan, you should actually try and blend in. That includes clothing. So you should try and wear decent clothing, neutral colors. Um, you should try to learn a little bit about how to bow or at least how to nod to people. Um, learn about the tipping culture, there is none. Um, basically, try to keep it down. So I know sometimes you might be really excited and you want to scream and shout, but in Japan, this is kind of like a no-no. So just try to be really, really mindful of your surroundings. This being said, in doing all these things, you're actually going to allow yourself to immerse in what it's like to actually be in Japan and how it's like to be Japanese. And I can guarantee you that this is not a restriction. It's actually going to allow you to fully enjoy your trip to Japan. Um, apart from that, I would say just keep an open mind and try everything. <laughs> um, just the smallest shop is going to amaze you. The, the museums are going to be incredible. So everything about Japan is going to be awesome. Those are my sort of like bullet points advice. Great <laughs> tips. tips. I definitely agree about go there on an empty stomach. The food is absolutely <laughs> incredible. You might uh, end up, start with empty. You'll end, end up with the empty wall. It's expensive, uh, but it's an uh, incredible, incredible place. And, uh, I agree. <laughs> and uh, probably learning some Japanese helps as well because the speed you speak. Learning the language definitely helps as well. Uh, so, besides your travel blog, you actually have a travel shop as well. Uh, store and uh, what are you guys uh, uh, selling on the shop? 
Okay, so we're currently focusing on um, Amazon products, which we actually use on a day-to-day -day basis during our travels. But um, interestingly enough, we actually just launched a sustainable organic cotton travel collection, which we're going to start promoting on our travel shop as well. It's currently on a designated website, but we're going to merge it with Duke Travel as well. So um, it's kind of like our way of saying, Thank you to everyone and giving back something really cool to travelers around, as well as hopefully giving back to the planet because we truly believe in sustainability. Um, so that's a very interesting project. Thank you for mentioning the travel shop. So uh, for other travel bloggers to listen and watch, uh, can you give us some advice about actually setting up a as well, actually, because I have a travel blog, but I uh, haven't done as much e-commerce as I should or could. Uh, so. Uh, Tell us about what are your advice for your own e or your blog. Okay, so in order to sort of start selling on the blog, um, the easiest thing to do, I, I'm personally not on WordPress, so everything that you can see on the website is custom code. Um, but on any WordPress website, you can actually get plugins um, like Shopify and um, Amazon affiliates, and you can set that up to pretty much um, like pretty much tomorrow and that would enable you to put together the things that you actually find very useful for you and just recommend them to your readers and obviously people uh, in your community who trust you they're going to be more likely to want to purchase things for your affiliates and just the products that you recommend especially because well you've been using them on the day-to-day -day basis they're very useful so they will find them useful too so yeah you can just literally do it tomorrow it's a plug-in away And uh, how about like uh, setting up your own uh, t-shirt line? So for example, you said you have the 100% um, organic travel clothing um, designs and uh, you know, uh, find uh, organic manufacturers and sustainable clothing. Walk us through that process as well. Of course. Um, so actually we're working with a, um, a T-Mail, which is a company, it's a UK-based company who um, are a t-shirt producer essentially. They have a farm in northern India where they uh, get organic cotton from and they create their, their t-shirts, their organic t-shirts there, so they're in India. Everything is sustainable in a closed loop. Um, they, for example, use um, water from the monsoons, they um, the cotton, as I said, is organic and fair trade. And then when they ship the T-shirts the to the UK, that's basically they create them on a um, made-to-order basis. So they use very little, as, as, as little electricity as possible. So we partner up with them um, to create our T-shirts on a made-to-order basis as well, which means that the moment you order it, that's the moment we're going to create it and ship it to you. This way, we're not going to hold any stock. Um, which is obviously very useful for us as travelers and digital nomads. Um, and yeah, anyone can do it. So just find the right partner for your business and you can absolutely do it. Yeah, that definitely makes sense there and not having that stock uh, as you're traveling and one of the goals, so using a way you've set it all up. So I'm curious, uh, Cora, what is your vision forward? Uh, you've set up your e-commerce store, you have these travel guides, press for it in terms of your um, your your relationship, your business, your travels. Uh, tell us about what you're planning for the future. 
Um, we have so many plans. I think that's the problem with every every digital nomad, right? They have so many plans and just too little time to do them all. <laughs> um, we are going to start creating a, um, so as I said, a new guide, a specific guide for the Tokyo Olympics. Um, so that's going to come out hopefully before the end of the year. Um, we're going to extend Yuka Travel. Um, we are going to create it into more of a magazine format. And we are actually going to launch um, a quarterly magazine to begin with. That is the plan. Um, we're going to also create an app. So we are working on it. Um, that's probably the biggest challenge we are doing right now but um, it's great so far, it's going really good. Um, and yeah, we're just basically, we're hoping to be unstoppable. We just really want you to travel to become an international brand that it's a go-to brand when it comes to traveling. <laughs> I think you're no, so here. Yes. No, it was okay with the internet. <laughs> uh, you obviously around the world, the viewers and listeners haven't actually started this amazing travel journey that you guys are on, we're on, you know, a lot of our guests are on. So I always like to end uh, by asking, uh, what is your one? Uh, and uh, not just the just do it <laughs> slogan, but maybe some more practical tips on starting uh, uh, becoming a digital nomad. Okay, I think um, the just do it part, it's great. It's very important to obviously start somewhere. Um, however, I think the most important part is actually creating a business plan. Um, there are a lot of ways to become a digital nomad. Blogging is one of them. Um, being a designer, for example, is a different one, uh, or a writer uh, for different magazines. That's also an option. As long as you can find something, a niche where, um, remote contractors are needed, then you're sorted. Um, I think it's very important to create a business plan, as I said. Uh, without the business plan, I don't think we would have been able to get to where we are today. Um, that's the most important. Um, so create a template, update it, uh, create milestones, and just make sure that you keep your schedule. So having a proper schedule as well, it's very, very important. Um, apart from that, um, network, network a lot. Just uh, don't hesitate to learn from, other, from others. You watch YouTube videos, watch courses, start with everything that is available on the internet. Remember that it is the internet. So there's a lot of information available for you right now. Um, and then just keep at it. Um, you're going to get a lot of no's, a lot of rejection, but just keep at it and uh, just keep positive. It's going to happen. Just have the ambition and the determination. <laughs> ambition in action, definitely. So how can people connect with you? You got your blog, you got your uh, travel guides, you got e-commerce store, social media. How can people connect? Um, well, you can find me at youcouldtravel.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, my username on all of them is at youcouldtravel. Um, so that's easy. <laughs> Just come connect. Um, let's talk. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. I'm always happy to help and answer any questions you may have, always. Well, it's been very helpful on this show here, covering a lot of different topics from travel blogging to your travel guides to traveling in Japan. I look forward to catching up with you soon. Look forward to uh, grabbing a copy of the guide too, the Olympics in Tokyo. So thank you very much. Uh,
it's been a pleasure and enjoy Costa Rica. <laughs> tuning into the episode, I'll have uh, Cora's links below so you can click right through and uh, follow Cora along on our social media, on our blog, etc. And uh, make sure you follow us along as well. And thanks everyone. Happy travels. <laughs>